spoken name. He lurked in the shadows, waiting and hoping she wouldn't take a different room. This was her usual room. He knew that. He knew her. Ghost of Me, the new book by Amanda Steele, can be found at Amazon, Kobo, Waterstones and many, many other Hi guys, it's Andy N. Thanks today for downloading or streaming yet another episode of Spoken Label. As you may or may not be aware, Spoken Label was started in the beginning of 2006, and currently we have well over 150 sessions recorded and sent. Although you can find it on various networks, the full archive is available for streaming and downloading at Spoken label full stop bandcamp.com. It is a free download or free stream in there. But obviously, if you feel like chucking me a few pennies that way, it'd be eternally grateful to help me keep this podcast going and keep improving my equipment, etc. Enjoy. Speak to you soon. Bye bye. Spoken label. Hi guys, Andy N. Spoken label. Back in the house again today. And I've got a poet and an actor as well on Facebook Facebook Messenger today. And this young lady has come with a recommendation from a friend, mutual friend of ours. And I'm going to name him because he, he loves it. Anthony Briscoe, who recommended Helena to me about three times last year and once this year. Saying, you must get her on, Andy. You must get her on. But when you live in distances, as Helena would say, it's hard, Helena. And it's sometimes to sort something out. So, but... Helena, do you want to introduce yourself to everybody? Tell them who you are, where you're from, and where all your creativity originally came from. And we'll start from there. Uh, hello, I'm Helena, and I'm from um, Living Saints Hands. Um, I'm an actor, I teach acting as well, and I do, I'm a poet as well. Um, poetry's kind of newer to me. Um, I started writing when I was at college, and I was really inspired by a poet that came in called Mickey Echo. Um, and I've never thought about doing poetry before until I saw him perform um, and what I really loved about it was it felt like it was storytelling like acting but in such a small time frame mm. you know you know you could listen to a whole uh, different world and that you didn't have to sit there for an hour or two hours you could you could get it within a couple of minutes and that's what really inspired me yeah know? same for me my writer when I first got going like that I've always been a storyteller because my degree is actually in acting itself, but I don't do plays anymore now. I concentrate on poems. I like doing little mini dramas. I agree with you there. So now, obviously, like, uh, obviously, so do you write in uh, your acting work? Then where did all that come from originally? Then so I'm guessing um, that so came before your poetry. My first, my first job was at Blackpool Dungeon there. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> yeah, um, and it was a pretty cool first job. I was 17 when I got it. I was the youngest one there at the time. Um, and I, it's kind of seasonal, so I was only there for about six months, you know, for the season to end. Um, and then after that, um, I just kept on auditioning and meeting new people. I think um, Blackpool, especially in St Anne's area, it's very much about you meet people, you show them what you do, and then you get work that way. I, I think you probably know yourself, Andy, it's a lot of it, it's about networking. Yeah, yeah, um, completely. Completely. That's yeah. where it all came from, view then, basically, didn't it? All the networking side of things. So, yeah. Get you completely with that. So, were you were you interested yeah. in acting when you were younger then? Before that, even. Um. So I was in a, a kids agency. 
Um, but I, I didn't get anything. I had really, really, really short hair. I thought it was a good idea when I was younger. Oh. Cut it, cut it all off when I was about 13. Um, big mistake. Totally regret it. Um, so I, I didn't get much, um, much work. But when I was older, um, I, yeah, I think, I think a lot about it is about what you know, your skill, and what you look like comes into the industry a lot as well. Yeah, yeah, of um, course. And that's why I started writing my own material because you get fed up of waiting for other people to give you work. Ah, right. So, did yeah. you start writing your own material like that about 13 and 14? Did you do that one bit later on? Um, I've kind of always wrote, wrote bits and bobs, not any, not any, not any good. Um, <laughs> I, um, I remember when I was a bit older, I did um, a scratch night, um, one of the companies that I knew. Um, and I had this ca- uh, character called Ramilda Sweet Cheeks, and she was like this evil villain that I made. A <laughs> <laughs> <The> great name. <laughs> so yeah, she might she might get making a guest appearance later on at some point. I might bring her back out. But, uh, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Now, obviously, I know you went to you obviously you're in your third year at university now, aren't you? So, so and obviously, yes. what are you studying at university at the moment? Uh, so I study theatre and performance, um, and it's acting, script writing, directing, producing, events management, like it's the whole shebang really. Oh no, that's good, that's good then. And do you feel like you've learned a lot from it over these last three years then? Yeah, well, to be honest, it was my tutor that said I should do poetry work professionally. Um, I'd always written stuff. Oh yeah. Um, and I, but I'd, I um, did an open mic night at one of our nights that we organised. And she mm. went, you're really good, you said, you know, you should do something with it. And I was like, oh, okay, I've never thought about doing something with it. And then that, uh, so I applied for Lancashire Fringe um, for a show that I'd written. And I got in, um, and then I've just kept going since then, really. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't I didn't ever think, I know it sounds awful, but I didn't ever think poetry was a, was a thing, do you know what I mean, like a yeah. profession. Yeah, no, I'll get you completely um, right, yeah. You're doing it like it's, um, it's interesting, really, when you look at your CV, what you've done, because you've worked in quite a few companies, haven't you? So, like, it was like um, Merlin Entertainments, the Electric Sunshine Project, the Touring Consortium Theatre Company. I like trying to say that one, I'm drunk. <laughs> I've ended live in Intimate <laughs> Theatre. But like I said, yeah, I can see that you mentioned that you've done the Lancashire Fringe Festival. How was that experience? Uh, it was it was amazing. So um, it was my show. It was called Poems for the Romantic from the Anti Romantic, um, and I just put it in as a in a whim. You know, my tutor was like, "You should put it forward," and I got in, um, and I got bitten by the bug. Then you know, performing poetry in front of people, um, and it was a comedy show. You know, it was about me because um, I'm an albino. Actually, I'm an albino. Um, actor and I'm visually impaired as well so oh why yeah oh I didn't know that oh god yeah yeah no so um, it was a show about me finding love as a visually impaired person oh brilliant that was kind of yeah. That was the gag about it. Oh, I'm going to say I can understand what you're getting at because I'm visually impaired I'm, I can only see it one eye so I'm almost completely oh, really? blind in my right eye yeah so I'll get you straight away when I'm mad my partner's the same because like I said oh. straight away oh brilliant right so obviously, did you? I know you did some work at the Frontline Arts Festival as well, didn't you? Did that come after Lancashire Fringe yes. or that before? At Lan- after Lancashire Fringe, yeah. So um, I did Lancashire Fringe with Louise Fazakali. Yeah, I know. Um, I know Louise. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, 
and she found a um, application for a visually impaired artist to make a new piece of work or old piece of work for Frontline Arts Festival. Oh. Um, and she said, "Do you want to team up on this?" And I went, "Okay, we'll put an application through and see what happens." And we got it. So, oh, yeah. brilliant! Brilliant! How oh, well done for that. Louise is, a, Louise is quite a big name, so on the poetry circuit, certainly. Cause I've I met her twice. I know where a lot of people know us. You've done well to get that there, definitely. So, but like I said obviously, like I know, I first knew of you really for your show you did. Was it last year? Wasn't it the Snowish Queen? And then this is when Anthony, our friend Anthony Tom kept telling me about. So, where did your idea for the snow, the Snowish Queen, come from then? Uh, well, so it was that commission I did with Louise was the Snowish Queen. Ah, oh, was Louise the Snowish Queen, together. right? Yes, right. So Louise was um, helping the production side of it and I wrote it that's how kind of how we worked on it um, and it said in the brief that you had to have a community element so you had to do some workshops as part of the performance um, and I because I, I am an albino I quite often play pale characters you know and yeah. I'm plays and stuff um, and my granddad used to call me the ice maiden and um, it, it just fit. And when I actually sat down and read uh, Hans Christian Anderson's story, The Snow Queen, she's actually only got one line out of the whole story. Oh, she really? I wouldn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy because the, the story's called, you know, The Snow Queen, and she's a character with no voice. And I thought, well, how fun would it be to give this character that has one line, loads of lines? You oh, know? yeah, yeah, no, because you, you're almost like taking the fictional character making it more real aren't you so giving her own voice and stuff like that so no great idea indeed so now also like i know when at the moment you do you do teaching don't you over at egg yeah. performing arts and um your assistant teacher at the pauline quirk academy as well so how does it feel for you you i presume you're teaching acting on both of them aren't you so now how do you feel like you you've been t getting taught acting you're you're giving it back to people straight away aren't you it was it was funny because um, with, with Egg, my my um, my friend set up a new company and she's seen me act before. We did a piece together, and she said, um, "Do you want do you want to come and see acting?" And at that point, um, I was doing acting gigs. You know how it is, but they don't come in very. They come in whenever they feel like it, basically. Yeah. Um, and she said, "Do you want to come and teach on a Sunday morning?" And I was like. Oh, I've never taught before. You know, I don't know what it's going to be like. Um, but when I got there, I absolutely loved it. I think, especially, I do. I teach the kids um, spoken word as well. Like we do spoken, you know, writing in our own text as well as acting. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of oh, but it, just, it gives you a buzz because um, I've taught creative writing before. Never done it in classroom to kids, but I've done it to adults, and it's it's such it's a fascinating period of time when you're watching people learn what picking up what you're trying to teach them and stuff. It's I get you completely with that. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Like um, there was a, a girl I won't say her name, but when I first taught her, she was so shy, and now and now she she's like the loudest one out of the lot now, um, oh, yeah. and it just makes you feel so um, amazing knowing that you've helped someone else. Like there's not a better feeling really. No, I get you. No, it does this? It, it, I think it changes a picture when you get into like performing and stuff like that. I think it changes you as a person anyway to a degree. Because I know I was, before I got into poetry, I was quite a reasonably quite a shy person. And do you think it has changed you as a person since you got into particularly teaching and stuff like that, hasn't it, really? Well, yeah, so um, 
what 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 are my plans that I'm doing after when I finish uni? Is I'm going to do my um, PGCE part time, so I'm doing yeah. it as a part time course to allow me to keep doing me poetry and me acting um, because I want to work with special needs children. Good, that's good to you, yeah. No. Good to you, definitely. There, so yeah. Yeah, something that's really passionate. Uh, I'm really passionate about, and yeah, I think it's changed me to realise um, what what an impact you can make on other people's lives is a big thing I've taken away. Yeah, yes, no. Know, no, getting you know, completely just being into... nice to one person and believing in one person really makes a difference to their life. Yeah, yeah, completely. I get it completely. And it's fair play to do it. I, I, I think it's a great thing if you put something back in. You've got skills. Show people how to use it. No, I respect you completely for that one, Helena. Now, obviously, in relation to your poetry, I know it's a lot newer for you, but if people want to know more about you in your poetry, do you have any sort of reoccurring themes that crop up in your work a lot? Um, I think love is a big one for me, actually. Um, I think it's it's self-love and love... Because um, I'm, only, I'm only 21, and I didn't really get into... Uh, to boyfriends and stuff till I was 18. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but because because I am um, a disabled artist, I've always felt really, um, you know, I always thought that but boyfriends and relationships was a bit taboo for me. Like, I thought, like, it wasn't going to ever happen. So, um, and, and my, I'm not going to say his name, but my first boyfriend was awful um, <laughs> I'm not going to talk really... my first one my first girlfriend a long time ago yeah I get you totally <laughs> and it's totally inspired me work because actually even though it was quite a sad thing at the time looking back on it it's quite funny and that's where I got a lot of my material from um, where else do I get it from oh, I'm, I'm a big punk fan I love like uh, punk music so kind of rebellious kind of loud Poetry is something that I quite like as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, no, that's, it gives, it's always good. Like if you when you're writing, you're showing the person, showing it more. You say your personality times ten. I always tend to think it, or you just turn the volume up on yourself, don't you? So, no, yeah. completely. So, now obviously, like you said, you you want to get into performing your poetry here a bit more, don't you? As well. So, what um, have you read in many places? Your poetry at Path outside university or? So that's what I mean. So my my Snowish Queen was actually part performance, part poetry. All ah. the script was poetry. It was spoken word. Uh, Lancashire Fringe again. That was all. That was all spoken word slash theatre. I've been kind of been putting them together. Um, you know, I'd come up with a character. Yeah. A character saying my poems, that type of thing. Um, I unfortunately, I don't know if it's happening or not now, but I got into making a Mark Festival in Preston oh, yeah, in the yeah. summer to do to, to do a new show. I got commissioned for a new poetry show, um, and it was the commission was to do stuff about uh, new beginnings. Yeah. Um, so I commissioned for myself to be a goth moth. A goth moth. Oh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! What a good, what a good um, playing words there. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know because it's in June. I don't know what's happening with that now, um, but yeah. And I, I try and enter as many poetry competitions and stuff as possible as well. Um, we probably all do, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Just at the moment, where it is at the moment, you just try and keep busy, really, don't you? That's what I try and do. So, like, I'm just trying to just try and find new projects to do all the time. And when you're at home and stuff, and just keep, if necessary, just keep writing, don't you? If nothing else, so definitely with that one. So now. Helena, if people want to find, <coughs> pardon me, if people want to find out more about you, where are they best going? 
Okay, so um, my Facebook page, I've got a special Facebook page, and it's at Helena Louise Askoff, um, mm. and that's got um, all my work up to date. Um, and during this virus, this outbreak, I've started a YouTube channel, so if they think, give me a follow on that, that's Helena Askoff again um, on, on YouTube. Um, I understand I have a difficult last name, I don't know if you want me to spell out. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, if you wish to. I, I, I know I worked out how to pronounce it. <laughs> so I'll let you do it. Tell people then. Yeah, so it's ASCOF, so it's A-S-C-O-U-G-H. Um, I've spent my whole life people calling me Helena Asquith and Asco. And, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So oh. I just tell people. <laughs> well, mine's easy. I tell people because my, my stage name is Andy N. And that's why people, I don't have to spell it out very much then, so, you know, get you complete. Oh, good luck, definitely. So, now, I know you're going to do a few poems for us today, aren't you, as well, so? Yeah. Right, what we'll then do is, we'll then pause the recording, we end of part one. So, everybody, hang around, because Helen is going to do a few poems for us, and we'll put them on as part two. So, thank you again, Helen. It's been a great chat today, it's actually, I've really you. enjoyed it. Really got a good feel for you as a person there, so, and like I said, it's it's difficult, you know, with, with the virus on at the moment, to try and say what you're going to plan to do next. But like I said, but you've, obviously, like I said, it depends on what happens next in June for you, really, doesn't it? So, yeah. If it goes ahead in June, because this, this podcast will be going live before then, uh, when's it likely to happen, this? So, oh gosh, I'm trying to think off my head now. It's in June. I think it's um, it's called Making a Mark, the festival is, and it's in Preston. Um, so, if you just Google Making a Mark festival, it will come up. Um, but it's like an outdoor festival, so it'll be, it'll be me, me as a goth moth oh, yeah, around yeah. doing poetry. Know, so. to, fingers crossed it'll go, go ahead, because yeah, we, we just don't know what's going to happen when the, the economy is going and stuff, so definitely. Do you have any so many, much plans for that afterwards even yet, or...? Um, sorry, Andy, you broke so, up sorry. Do you have any more plans for beyond that yet, or any, any sort of other ideas you want to look at writing-wise? Um, so, because my... Um, show poems for romantic from the anti-romantic is quite funny um, I, I performed it for a fundraiser a couple of weeks ago before mm. coronavirus um, and I'd never thought about it until somebody said to me about going to comedy places and performing it you know like um, comedy um, stations and stuff like that yeah um, I, think, I think I think it would work actually don't you? certainly it's worth looking at straight away because yeah, our mutual friend could probably help me give you some suggestions on that one. But yeah, I, 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 I felt it when, yeah, I felt when I was watching your videos, I thought there's definitely a comical act, eye side to it. It's really just trying to work out what the right direction is sometimes, isn't it? So, no. Yeah, definitely. No, definitely. Um, well, good luck. Anyway, so what we'll do, I meant, I carried, I did a PSM for about two minutes, I didn't mean to. So we'll pause the recording, everybody. Hang around. Thank you, Helena. And we'll be back in a minute. See you on a minute. Hi guys. Still here with Helena. Straight over to Helena now. She's got four poems for us. Over to you, Helena. Oh, great. Thank you. So um, this is a poem I wrote as part of my teaching, actually, at Egg Performing Arts. Um, my boss asked me to write some poems for our show, um, and they were inspired by The Wizard of Oz. So I um, wrote a poem from each different character, um, and this is The Wicked Witch, so this poem's called uh, The Wicked Witch. A witch? I mean, darling, have you seen me? I mean, God, I know I'm green. It was a bad tan job. But what about my overwhelming beauty? Jealousy ain't pretty. And is it my fault I want a pair of shiny red shoes? 
I've been searching for a pair for ages. I'm prepared to spend all my wages, but no. No one has them. Not Louis, nor Gucci. <sighs> but that Dorothy chick can't fool me. I know she would never be able to afford them. She must have stolen them, whipped them off a rich bird's feet. Oh, don't worry, my pretty. I will get you and your Swarovski crystal shoes too. For I must be the fairest of them all. Whoops, wrong movie. I mean, oh, forget it. I'm fed up of bidding on eBay. I want it my way for a change. Thank you. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Great start, that one. Yeah, I can see how that would go down well straight away, that one. Great stuff, Helen. Okay. Thank you. What's your second piece, then? Um, this one is called um, I Might Not Get a First. Um, so, I might not get a first, but I've had my first kiss, my first mistake, my first heartbreak, my first adventure alone, my first phone, which was like a brick, I may add. My first best friend, Christine, who I've not seen since I was four, and since then I don't see her anymore. My first argument, my first alcoholic drink, half a shandy. My first time, um, let's not go there. My first time traveling alone and feeling like a badass. My first panic attack, my first pass, my first fail, my first boyfriend, again, let's not go there. My first time I actually liked myself, the first. At least I'm trying, right? Brilliant. You. you know, that's got a really good... What you've done there, it's really good. It's a really good performance poet in that, because your structure is like you're using the repetition to build the rhythm on it all the time there. No, that's really good. It's, again, excellent piece. Really enjoyed that. Thank you. <laughs> okay, on to number three. Number three. Um, so this one's called Spring, and I thought it's kind of really relevant um, for now, even though we are kind of trapped inside. <laughs> but yeah, but this one's called Spring. I feel like there's flowers spring in my chest. There's a spring in my step. You push away the autumn leaves, the dust, the dirt, so I can finally breathe. Your warmth radiates and hydrates my dandelion lungs. Spring has just begun and soon our summer of heat will commence. Don't build a fence around my hyacinth heart. Let my love grow freely and unruly and we'll see how it goes you never know how long it takes for a flower to grow oh that's beautiful thank you that's beautiful that's good well, that's a complete contrast to your other two pieces that one straight away so yeah it's a much, yeah much softer piece that one so was that conscious when you wrote that one to be a much different different tone um i just write however i want to write do you know what i mean i just just if i Sometimes I'm feeling a bit more softer and romantic, and sometimes my poems are, um, you know, full of character and kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. Yes. Was, that was lovely, that. Yeah, the best way is just to let the writer come naturally. That's really, really good, that was. I really enjoyed it. So now we're, on, now we're on to the big finale now. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is one of my first um, poems that I wrote, um, and it's my favourite Um and it's called Balloon Brain. And I think you heard me say it, actually, Andy. Um, you did this one, yeah. You did do this yeah. one, yeah. I remember it, yeah. Yeah, and it's my favourite. It's one of my first poems. Um, so this, this poem's called Balloon Brain. My brain blows up like a balloon. 
I'm a loon attic. Sometimes I feel sick with fear. Sometimes I squirm when you are near. And sometimes I feel light as a feather. And sometimes I just need to pull myself together because one day my balloon brain will pop. Until then, I will not stop. Brilliant. Yeah, I do. I do remember that. Brilliant. I do remember that one indeed, yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you then. Brilliant. Yeah, no, it's, that's great, that, because it's such a short little piece then. You can catch people out like this. You think you're going to go on for longer than what you do. Fantastic. Really enjoyed it, Helena. Thank you. Hang around. I need to cut you off mic, but let me get this recording saved. Thank you again. And this is Andy. Thank you. See you all soon, guys. Thanks again for listening to another session of the Spoken Label. Our full archive can be found over on Bandcamp at Spoken Label. That's one word. Spoken Label. Full stop bandcamp.com and there is over 150 sessions there so I'm sure that if you've enjoyed this session there'll be something else there you can enjoy as well take care, bye bye Spoken Label